This is a Conspiracy Kyle production. Follow me on Twitter at Conspiracy Force. Let's get started. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Disclaimer. Through this discussion of conspiracy theories, I make no claim that these theories are 100% fact or can be proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. I encourage you all to do your own research and determine for yourself what you believe. Also, I make no claim that the creatives behind Star Wars intended the scenes and events in question to mirror the conspiracies I've referenced. Again, I will leave it up to you to determine whether or not you believe they intended a deeper meaning into these stories told. Let's begin. Episode 8, Cancel Wars. Star Wars fans, nerds, dorks, geeks, social justice warriors? One of those is not like the others. It goes without saying that all Star Wars fans are very passionate about the franchise that we know and love. Depending on what generation you were born into, you may feel strongly or more positively about certain aspects of some films than others. For example, I was a teenager in the mid-90s, and I was introduced to the original films when they were rebroadcast in the theaters. Within three years, I was then introduced to the prequel trilogy, so I ingested the entire saga within a few years. For some older generations, they had seen the original films when they were kids, so they had 10 to 20 years more than me to think about, theorize, and speculate on the films. Someone like myself cannot accurately fathom the love that generation has for the saga. In 2017, the second film in the new sequel trilogy was released. The Last Jedi continued the journey of Rey on her path to become a Jedi. This film focused much on her time with Luke Skywalker, who had isolated himself from the world on an island planet. The portrayal of Luke in this film has divided fans. Most hardcore fans expected to see a, a more mature Yoda-like character, but the one we got on screen seems to have given up on life. The Last Jedi also featured a large segment on an ill-fated journey to the casino on Canto Bight, which I talked about in Episode 3, Nightfall of the Cabal, regarding the elite that essentially were slave owners there. This part of the movie features a new character named Rose, played by Kelly Marie Tran, an Asian-American actress. This portion of the film was widely criticized by fans for not being relative or even necessary to the point of the movie or the trilogy itself. Regardless of your thoughts on the movie, you have to realize that this film has been the most, I'm sorry, the most divisive film in Star Wars history. Now let's get into the controversy. 
Rebel Force Radio is a very popular Star Wars podcast that existed since 2013, and the hosts also had prior Star Wars shows before then. Up until 2017, they had been the hosts of Star Wars conventions and highly esteemed in the fandom, even getting invited to each new Star Wars movie premiere. After The Last Jedi came out, they were highly critical of it and the direction that it took the story. Going back to my original point, they had been fans of the original trilogy and were born in that era. Some of their criticisms regarded the curmudgeonly attitude of Luke, the cancel bite mission itself, and the general subversion tactics writer-director Ryan Johnson employed in the film. If you recall the end of the previous film, The Force Awakens, Rey had finally met Luke on this island, and she had presented him with the lightsaber that he had lost many years ago. Many people had thought that he was going to gladly take that lightsaber and help her out, but at the beginning of The Last Jedi, he casually tossed it over his shoulder. A subversion of everybody's expectations, essentially. You know, meanwhile, on the internet, after the movie came out, people had been completely divided on the film. Some people absolutely loved it, and some people absolutely hated it. A campaign seemed to start brewing from unknown sources that if you did not like the movie, and specifically the character of Rose or anything she was involved with in the movie, that you were a racist. It didn't matter if your problems with the character had nothing to do with race. Some unknown parties out there wanted to make it about race. People had started making claims that there were large sections of the Star Wars fan base that had posted racist comments and were directing racist diatribes towards uh, Rose actor Kelly Marie Tran. Rebel Force Radio, which I'll refer to as RFR going forward, brought this up on their show that nowhere online had they seen any of this supposed racism. This started causing massive backlash towards their show. People were deeming them racists and sexists in that they were part of a newly created term, toxic fandom. Several months after the movie was released, word had broken that racist remarks were posted to a Star Wars dictionary page called Wikipedia, essentially a Star Wars version of Wikipedia, which was a site that had descriptions and definitions of characters. People had, had posted racist remarks on the Rose page. One of the RFR co-hosts posted on social media that he believed that this was done intentionally, essentially a false flag in the Star Wars community. And then the person posting the racist comments ran to the internet to show everybody the bad thing that they had found. Essentially, no different than in our world, it could have been virtue signaling by a social justice warrior. Sure enough, this post ruffled lots of feathers in the Star Wars community. A few well-known Star Wars media members started attacking RFR on this topic, which eventually caused the RFR post to be deleted and their Twitter to be taken down. Interestingly enough, do you know who it was who was shaming them on social media? Well, let's think. At this moment in time, RFR was the number one Star Wars podcast, if you looked on Apple Podcasts rankings. The ones who ran to the internet to talk about how terrible they were, were the people involved with the number two Star Wars podcast. It's also interesting to look at the locations where the virtue signaling occurred from. It won't surprise you that the social justice warriors were from Portland, Oregon and Salt Lake City, Utah. Please note that the RFR team is from Chicago, Illinois, and Cleveland, Ohio. Essentially, anyone in the Midwest is deemed probably to be a Trump supporter, a racist, a hater, what have you. You know, did these people really care about social justice, or is this mainly a PR stunt to boost their profile? I won't mention the name of this podcast, 
But full disclosure, I did used to listen to them, but then I broke it off when this happened. I do believe they had an ulterior motive for what they were saying. Two other events happened with RFR which caused the relationship with Disney slash Lucasfilm to be severed completely by the cancel culture mob. In mid-2018, a host on the official Star Wars YouTube page posted a video of herself drinking out of a mug that said, and I quote, Fanboy Tears. Let me repeat that. Fanboy Tears. This is an apparent homage to those that disliked The Last Jedi and had been vocal about it. As I said at the beginning, remember, there had been fans of Star Wars for the past 20-some years that had, you know, lots of issues with the movie because they didn't believe it was true to some of the characters that were presented in the original films. But the, but the cup said fanboy tears that she was drinking out of. And RFR did lash out on this as, you know, it had now become apparent that Disney slash Lucasfilm employees were now intentionally trying to cause a divide in fandom. Finally, the straw that broke the camel's back was in regards to the comments RFR made about a female reporter at a press conference. A reporter was seemingly harassing the Lucasfilm president about not having enough female representation in the movies and shows. RFR took issue with the tone of this reporter and, was, and were upset that they was, she, she was not speaking with respect towards an esteemed member of the Lucasfilm team. And then all hell broke loose. They were labeled sexist, and the cancel mob attacked them, their fans, and anyone who agreed with them. They actually had to issue an apology for their comments. You know, funny enough, RFR's outrage was about how a reporter was attacking and insulting the Lucasfilm president. And who was the Lucasfilm president, you ask? Well... Her name was Kathleen Kennedy, a female. Hmm. Sexist, huh? It's sexist to defend a woman from being attacked by another woman. Let's let that sink in. After all these events happened, they were not welcomed back to any Star Wars events in an official capacity. The West Coast cancel mob had won, and the podcast was seemingly destined to go downhill and fast. Well, guess what? Two years later, here I am looking at the iTunes rankings, and I still see them as the top Star Wars podcast out there by ranking. They, sure enough, in you know 2018, they did take a beating by the Social Justice Warriors, but it appears they did make it out and are still rocking and rolling. I still do listen to this podcast, and it's really the only Star Wars podcast I listen to mainly because they seem to be among the few in the community who are willing to speak out openly about things that they do not like within the community. And they're definitely not Disney-sponsored uh, corporate shills that act like everything that Disney spits out in regards to Star Wars is gold. Although I don't necessarily agree with everything they say or do, and sometimes constant bashing of the films um, that they don't like does get a bit cringy, but I am glad they did not fold to the mob and have continued on their journey talking about Star Wars. You know, not to, not to get too much into the real world because there's so many examples of cancel culture in our, our world, but mainly the, for the one I can think of currently is the um, Goya Foods CEO who had recently spoke out in support of President Trump and what he was doing for the Hispanic communities in America. You know, once he spoke out on that, the cancel mob was out in force saying, you know, cancel Goya, cancel Goya, boycott Goya. 
mainly only because he had said he supported what the president was doing to help the Hispanic community. You know, sure enough, the boycott did turn on them, and, you know, many conservatives rushed to the stores to buy up the Goya products. And, you know, he and, and the CEO himself has, has effectively come out and said that, you know, he's not going to back down to the mob. You know, and, and I think and I think things like that are important going forward to to not um, to not give way to the cancel culture because there's no way it will end. You give them an inch and they will take a mile, as the old adage goes. So what do you think? Please reach out to us at conspiracyintheforce at gmail.com. Thank you.